The opinions expressed in this program reflect only those of the participants and are not necessarily those of the sponsors, management, or staff of WTBQ Radio or FST Broadcasting Corporation. WTBQ. And good morning, everybody. This is Stephen Keeter with the Free Speech Show. And as always, right here with me, my friend and a sidekick, uh, permanent uh, feature on our show is Jay Westervelt. Good morning. Good morning, Jay. Uh, the uh, today we're going to be talking about. Uh, I think it's our favorite subject, uh, food. Oh yeah. And uh, the specials that uh, the sponsor, Sam's Meat Warehouse, is going to be running uh, uh, this upcoming week. We're going to be talking about beef and specifically wagyu beef. Yeah, it's a, you know it's interesting. I'd never had wagyu beef until uh, just last night. You la- laid some of these steaks on me and. Um, I cooked some up, I did exactly what you said, and it freaked me out. You said, look, don't use any oil in the pan, don't use any butter because of the fat content of these things. For one thing, the fat, uh, the melting point is lower than human body temp. So you touch it and the fat that you look at turns to oil, which is wild, which means obviously it's really healthy. But aside from that, so Stephen, I threw this stuff on, in a pan, hot pan, like uh-huh. you said, you said a uh, minute and a half each side. So a stainless steel pan, not not. I didn't even use cast iron. Threw it on, a um, minute and a half, flipped it over. Oddly, it didn't stick, just like you promised. Yep. That was bizarre to me, right? It has enough of its own intramuscular uh, fat, marbling, uh, that's called, and uh, that's enough to render and to produce a really good sear. Right. So. So I flipped it over, got the sear on the other side, slapped it onto a plate, was enjoying it so much. It blew my mind. The flavor the flavor really is unlike anything else. And um, I forgot that I left the uh, oil from it in the pan on the heat on high. Oh, it's so, start smoking. Oh, yeah. All of a sudden, my cat's looking at me like, you know, millions of humans in this world have got this idiot, you know, yelling at me. I, I took it off, put the water on. Steven, that beef was really different. And I'm not trying to make an infomercial for you by any means, but it kind of blew it, my it mind. It is, and uh, we're going to discuss it today, how it came to be, uh, you know, different uh, in which way and what separates it from a conventional beef that we're all accustomed to. What's the story with it? I mean, where does it come from? Well, uh, traditionally, Wagyu, uh, that's a Japanese uh, cattle uh, that comes from Japan. And the story is uh, quite interesting, especially uh, given the fact that uh, Japanese uh, as a nation, is uh, we used to consume uh, Europeans, Americans. We used to consume uh, beef like forever, uh, sure. for centuries in, in in Europe, especially. That's a staple of uh, the pretty much uh, humans' diet for, for absolutely. And, and it's one of the things that's driven human migration uh, across Eurasia for sure. So, so uh, the in Japan, uh, consumption of beef was uh, mainly prohibited, and uh, all the way up until 1868. Uh, religious uh, religious Buddhist beliefs uh, prohibit eating uh, meat from four-legged animal, and uh, thus there was no absolutely no consumption of meat all the way up until the ban was lifted, 1868. Yeah, and that that was just that one particular sect of Buddhism there. Um, that you know, because uh, other Buddhist cultures certainly do uh, allow it. Some of them encourage it, oddly enough. But yeah, for, that's kind of a weird one. It's also the Japan has been effectively isolated from the world uh, for the previous two centuries, from the beginning of 16th century all the way to 1868 when the ban was lifted, and uh, the about 2,600 uh, imported cows came into the country and uh, has been crossbred with the animals that historically been only used, sort of like a beast of burden. For, for hauling and in agriculture, uh, for like a drought animal. Let me ask you something really quick, Stephen. On your show here, um, you typically have call-in, uh, trivia questions and stuff and giveaways. Uh, a cool question for today, I don't know if you have any prizes lined up, but a cool question might be, where did uh, Japan's beef cattle come from in the 1800s? Is that a good Ex- question? That's an excellent question. And yes, uh, as always, Sam's Meat Warehouse is the sponsor of today's program. And uh, the prices are for the uh, right answers and call-ins. Uh, we're going to feature that very Wagyu beef. So for the chance to win a pair of steaks, totaling about 12 ounces, because it's a sliced thinner. Traditionally, it's much richer. It's, uh, you know, to Japanese tradition, about 12 ounces of Wagyu. For a chance to win, please give us a call to the studio. The number is 845 651 1110. 
And uh, of course, if you've won anything here in the last 30 days, you're, you're, you don't qualify to do it again. Uh, doesn't mean your next door neighbor but can't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious, yeah, next door neighbor, it's not you. So if we get back uh, to, to the history, uh, there was a kettle that was originally introduced to Japan, you're absolutely correct, that uh, rem remained sort of uh, isolated and interbred, uh, preserving those, uh, there was no introduction of outside genes for a very long period of time. So there were uh, originally six domestic or, or uh, purely Japanese cattle right. uh, breeds that were, uh, with introduction of imported, uh, which were Angus and Herefords and uh, Holsteins, they got that necessary boost that became interbreeding and the result of which are today's Wagyu cattle. Right, and like just like branches on a tree, as they get farther from the trunk in time, genetically, they become something totally different that you can't suddenly replicate overnight somewhere else. It's a totally different 100%. strain now. And then that uh, crossbreeding took place from 1868 to about 1887, I believe. The 2,600 uh, imported cows uh, were brought into the Japan. And uh, during that short period of time, the, this is what appeared, what we know today as a Wagyu cattle, because that uh, crossbreeding was abruptly ceased in 1910 uh, with the ban that put uh, sure. any further crossbreeding between uh, the outside cattle and uh, uh, what became known as uh, Wagyu breeds, which now we know four of them. It's a Japanese black, Japanese brown, Japanese pulled, and a Japanese shorthorn. So what's the source of the, the steak that I had uh, last night, by the way? That, that is an American Wagyu, Washugyu, right. that's uh, once again going to be featured by uh, Sam's Meat Warehouse in, in the base of which lies uh, Japanese DNA. Normally, uh, it's, uh, it's a crossbreed between uh, full-blooded uh, Japanese... Uh, Sire, right. and let's say either British uh, dam or Angus dam, depending on, uh, or maybe full-blooded uh, Wagyu as well. So technically, full-blooded Wagyu can be raised outside Japan. It, yet, uh, Japanese, being a purist and perfectionist, they have this uh, very uh, different approach to anything from breeding, feeding, to rearing of the animals. Everything has... Uh, very strict regiment. Uh, those are kept in uh, very uh, tight secrets. And even in Japan, uh, those secrets are essentially uh, kept within the prefecture or, or the particular area that contributes to the characteristics of the beef. So Japan has about 150 different uh, breeds of, uh, not breeds, but uh, strains. Brands. Yeah. I would say brands of Wagyu. So every Prefecture in Japan essentially carries their own flag, their own brand, and very proud, and, and their, their own techniques and tradition of how to raise. So those stories that uh, you often hear people uh, saying that, uh, you know, those uh, animals are read on classical music and uh, fed on uh, massages, <laughs> sure. uh, fed beer and, uh, and wine, those actually do have some merit because uh, I know of uh, this couple of varieties of Wagyu that exist, uh, anything that... In Japan, kept in a, in, in a very strict secret and uh, shrouded in mystery, so to speak. But uh, there's no secret. Everybody tries to emulate. Everybody tries to raise their own uh, Wagyu version. And uh, there's in uh, western part of Australia, uh, the region of Margaret River, there's a Wagyu that raised in there. Very often, they add the red wine to their feed. Oh, wow. So, <laughs> that sounds so, so those stories, not necessarily common uh, practice, but they do have some uh, base to it. Stephen, let me ask you something. Uh, the big trend um, about 15 years ago was uh, Kobe beef. What, what's the difference? Well, uh, Kobe is one of the better known Wagyu strands. Wagyu so it's brands. a type of Wagyu. It, it is a type of Wagyu. Kobe is definitely a, a Wagyu, while not uh, every Wagyu can be called uh, or wear a label of Kobe. Gotcha. Kobe is a specific uh, region. It's a Hyoga prefecture in Japan. And only animal that has been raised, red, bred, and raised in there to, to those specific standards can be called Kobe. Kobe, you should look at it's Kobe. It's like champagne in sparkling wines. Very much so. The the origin of uh, Contralee in Europe, they have... Uh, the, Contralee, yeah. sure. 
And uh, it's just like Napa uh, Cabernet to all the American Cabernets. Right, right. Even within one label, they'll have a Napa, and then they'll have a Cab that's their coastal, that's sort of a mix of the lesser stuff. So that's how it works. This is interesting. It, I didn't know that. But they do have in Hyogo a prefecture over there. So essentially, this, and we're coming back again to, to rules that uh, kind of... Um, Every brand have their own. So in Hyogo, uh, they do have uh, 12 uh, absolutely ideal specimens of uh, bulls that uh, sire uh, mm -hmm. the every Kobe uh, animal that is raised there. And so if you essentially, every ounce of uh, Kobe beef eaten anywhere in the world that was eaten from the offsprings of, uh, that came from those 12 prize bulls. Wow. Only. That's amazing. Yep. Actually, and in fact, there's another really interesting statistics that um, they make it so scarce and so exclusive, so to speak, that uh, the Kobe produces Kobe region produces uh, enough Kobe beef to satisfy only you know the, we as an American we consume over fifty pounds of beef uh, only satisfy seventy seven. Americans. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Eh? So it's really uh, artificially introduced to scareness, and uh, right. th that's what drives the prices, and that's what contributes to this uh, exclusivity and air of, uh, you know, because it is it is such a decadent product. It's, yeah. it's in line of, uh, and even by taste, uh, sort of like tastes very much like butter or foie gras, and it's in line with the caviar and the rest of those, uh, you know, truffles. Yeah, that, sure, sure. Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah, so... It, is, it seems to me like it's, I don't see it on menus that often uh, here in the States. Uh, certainly in Manhattan, yeah. It's Interestingly enough, uh, a lot of, uh, since we're still on a, on a Kobe subject, Kobe is uh, just like with everything that is very pricey and in high demand, there's a lot of uh, knockoffs, so to speak. And uh, there was a big scandal uh, that was uh, uncovered by Inside Edition that publicly shamed New York establishment, uh, which are very famous and everybody knows, just like old uh, old Homestead Steakhouse on the west side and La Bernardine. Okay. Uh, we'll tell you the story right when we come back from the advertising break. Sam's Meat Warehouse has been supplying restaurants and shops with the highest quality local and sustainably sourced prime and choice wholesale meat, steaks, poultry, seafood, and much more for over 20 years. Whether you're a small family butcher shop or a busy steakhouse, expect A1 service and the finest products available. Call Sam's at 845-651-MEAT or visit the store right off Route 17A in Florida, New York for the highest quality products at unbeatable prices. Tune into the nonprofit Notebook, your resource for and about people helping people. Learn about all the events and services available for you, friends, or family. Open your nonprofit Notebook Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Radio worth listening to. Lisa Morrison, a psychic medium who reaches those who have crossed over from physical to spiritual, intuitively hears, feels, and sees information coming from the other side. Tune in every Thursday at 12 noon on radio worth listening to. WTVQ. And we are back with Free Speech Show with Jay Westervelt and Stephen Kira. We're talking about Wagyu today, which is uh, in its own kind of category. We uh, all both enjoyed it. We compared some notes and uh, we agreed that is quite an awesome piece of meat. Yeah. In fact, uh, Ryan just asked uh, said the same thing that he had some last night and it is unreal uh and it's funny you know um as you know Stephen, uh i sort of as i always say i've, I've tried more different types of meat than anyone I, i've ever met and uh i've never actually had this believe it or not so last night was kind of a funny threshold moment for me eating this stuff um it really is so outrageously flavorful the texture is unlike anything else i've ever had in my life R really a different thing it's you know it's it's beefier than beef. Let me ask you though. I remember seeing it on menus uh, a lot of times, and it's really really expensive. It uh, is. It is. In fact, uh, we we fly to the show every year to Las Vegas, and every show did does have uh, sort of like a, a featured item, 
and it's not it's not official. You just happen to see it everywhere. You see you see a trend. So the last show uh, we, we missed the, this January, uh, 2021. But uh, the 2020, uh, the show uh, pre-COVID, so to speak, it, uh, I was able to to be there in Las Vegas. The Kobe beef, uh, not Kobe Wagyu beef, was Wagyu. everywhere. Really, it was on every uh, restaurant's menu. That was a hot item, so to speak. So you have to buy four ounce minimum. It's priced per ounce, and the prices were anywhere between, let's say. Eighty dollars to hundred and ninety dollars right. an ounce, right? With a four ounce minimum, though. Okay. So that's get pricey. Eight hundred uh, bucks for a entry consisting of uh, four ounce is not a lot of uh, beef. So if I swing by Sam's, I mean, what am I paying? Uh... Yeah, we starting actually the sale that's going to come up this uh, week is going to be starting from nine ninety nine. Okay. Nine ninety nine. Nine ninety nine a pound. I know it's it's unbelievable. It's uh, well, there's a wagyu. I'd like to make uh, very clear that wagyu, while being extremely expensive, there is a wagyu for every budget. So it's not uh, only the cut, it's producers, and it's only uh, also the uh, ability of to sort of like uh, you know to offer the the deal and offer the specials that we can pass to the. To the customer. That's cool. So sort of a spring forward uh, daylight saving uh, sale you're, you're having on. So technically, I can come up there and I can pick this stuff up uh, at around uh, that price. Like Absolutely. That. So it starts with the, there's different kind of varieties. So we're introducing this week, we're having the Australian Carrara 640 Wagyu. We're having a uh, American Washu Gyu. And we're also going to be having a Japanese uh, which is high, highest graded, and it's a truly Japanese uh, product, which is A5 grading. We're going to be having Kagoshima Wagyu, oh, which is the winner of Kagoshima Wagyu Olympics. Excellent. So Excellent. those Wagyu Olympics, they took uh, place every five years. The last one was uh, 2017, so we're expecting the next one to be in 2022. But 2017, the winner... Unanimous, I believe, with 11 uh, awards across uh, different, uh, was in fact Kagoshima Wagyu. Okay, and so some of these steaks are actually the prize item today for people calling in. That is correct. So uh, being main featured item is uh, an American Wagyu, uh, Washu Gyu, and uh, people have a chance to win uh, prizes, uh, and that is as good. I mean, it's a little bit more robust flavor. I would suggest trying all three different varieties, but it's an excellent, excellent piece of meat. And for a chance to win, we're going to be uh, having some local trivia questions. Yeah, let's make an easier one. How about, uh, well, we're talking about meat. Uh, what was Warwick's act actual uh, hometown butcher uh, back, you know, right up until the, I think the 80s, but anyway, certainly back in the 20th century, right on Main Street in the village of Warwick, there was a butcher, a uh, nice meat meat store um, back in the day when we used to have butchers until very recently when thankfully uh, we, we got another butcher or two in the region. Um, what was the name of that place? Call in 845-651-1110. Uh, that's a good wildcat question. And uh, anybody who was here then will certainly remember the name. Uh, I think we can also uh, ask a couple of more. So let people a uh, chance to think and uh, call. Uh, the most popular uh, breed that has been used to crossbreed with Wagyu here in the States is, in fact, Angus. And sure. everybody knows the name, Black Angus, Red Angus. And, and so forth. Now, I would like to anybody who's listening to give us the full, the proper name of Angus breed and why is it name? Yeah, and you, if Just you've like driven that. around here and seen Angus farms, not so much now, more in the 1970s and 80s, you would see the full name of the Angus strain, the, you know, uh, world-renowned angus strain and um what happened was when a lot of dairies went under they they started culturing angus and hereford cattle but what's the full name of the angus uh that you'd see on the signs around here in right, so we have right now about three questions and uh, one of them is so where did the uh originally uh, cattle a japanese cattle came from uh, which country it was introduced from we're not talking about you we're talking uh, about domestic japanese cattle uh, which is the full name of uh, Angus Breed and why? And what's the name of the store, of the meat store that was right here in the uh, village of Warwick? It's funny, I remember that meat store really well. And when I was little also, uh, because I was in Sugarloaf, 
Um, we went to one in Chester, uh, the Roaches, and that was really interesting because, you know, there's there'd always be full cattle and sides of cattle hanging in there, and they would, you know, dress them out. And it was interesting back then because, you know, we all deer hunted, and it was always good to know a butcher, and most butchers actually did people's deer for them as well. And then that started becoming more and more difficult to find as butchers just disappeared in this country. It is. There's also what's contributed to that. Uh, we used to do it, but ever since uh, mad cow disease and food, foot and mouth, uh, the only certain number of um, we allowed to bring in a facility, something that has been already inspected by a USDA right. uh, inspector. So uh, unless we perfectly know and we can have a chain of custody, who right. raised, where it came from, uh, you know, the, basically we're just not along. We, we get a lot of requests to butcher the deer. But, <laughs> I'm uh, sure. Now, there are specialists who do just that. And, they're, you know, you can see them uh, online in the yellow pages and all people who just do game butchering. Uh, but it's, you know, it's tough work. <laughs> it yeah. really is, as you know. Now, it's interesting, uh, we, you know, what you were just telling me, I really had never known the difference between uh, Kobe and Wagyu. And obviously there isn't a difference. One is just a subset of the other. Um, it, it is. I did not know this. So it's, you know, again, like we we're saying, it's like sparkling wine. There's actual champagnes from the Champagne Valley or Champagne region. And then there are sparkling wines from the world Napa over. Napa Cabernet versus any other Cabernet in the States. Sure, so, sure. So that, that uh, you know, speaking about it, uh, it's also... Uh, I, I find Wagyu, uh, and we can uh, draw a comparison with wine. I used to actually, uh, back in the day, have an access uh, to a lot of first-growth Bordeaux that, uh, me being young, I didn't appreciate them for what they were. It's uh, uh, bottles that ho cost, at the time, hundreds and thousands of dollars. I, we could have, we uh, very often had it just with pizza on, yep. yeah, <laughs> on the hood of a car. You know? Been there, unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. Didn't yeah. know. And, and I sort of, I never... Uh, quite got it at the time and uh, what was all the hype about and why did they commend it to such a high prices and I all attributed that for me not having enough developed or sophisticated palate <laughs> so sure, to speak sure. so, but uh, when I tried uh, the Napa uh, wines those uh, with the heavy uh, fruit forward uh, tones I fell absolutely in love with them so we as Americans I believe we do have a tendency uh, towards more robust and bold flavors. When I find Wagyu is a little bit sort of like more refined uh, and a very kind of sophisticated, very light, especially Japanese variety. And that's why I personally, I prefer uh, an American version. Uh, American, uh, in the industry, it gets to know Wangus. Wangus. Wagyu and Angus, so to speak, because, <laughs> you know. Well, watch it throwing that, that name around too much. You know, I'll tell you a really funny a little quick side thing. Um, out in California in Big Sur, uh, some of my cousins had been partying at my grandparents' place while my grandparents were away. And I was not involved, uh, very honestly. And um, they'd gone into my grandfather's wine cellar. And you don't attack an old Italian man's wine cellar. And they went through a bunch of his barillas and stuff like that. And uh, he was really angry at my one cousin. And, you know, because it was really expensive wine that my cousin and his surfing buddies went through. And my grandfather said, you know, what did you go into my wine cellar for? Why did you do that? My cousin said, we ran out of Pabst Blue Ribbon. Oh. <laughs> it was just brutal. Uh, not a good enough excuse. No. Back, and like I said, normally, uh, you know, and I still have a uh, bottle or two left, and now I'm sort of like treasuring saving for special occasions. But back in the day, you know, it's like, oof, poof. You know, it's you go through that. Uh, so that what I uh, kind of compare to, to uh, Wagyu. Uh, you know, it, it is. It's not an acquired taste. You you, you can immediately feel the difference. Uh, the, it's a different composition of meat of fibers. It has a shorter uh, fiber. The meat itself, the really? muscles. Really? Yes, it does. Oh, that's actually fascinating in itself. I didn't know that. And the fat, the composition of the fat, it's much much different because what's predominant, uh, more than seventy percent of uh, wagyu fat is composed of uh, monounsaturated fat, right? Uh, and fatty acids, specifically an oleic acid. And that's the one that is a healthy fat. And that's also the one that's responsible for flavor. It's interesting because, you know, a lot of times we'll buy really expensive um, omegas, omega-369 mm -hmm. uh, capsules. I, I live on them. And, um, you know, they're sourced from, let's see, flaxseed, something else, and then fish. Uh, and typically it'll be a 
you know, North Atlantic uh, fish of some sort. But from what I understand, these fat, these beef fats that have a lower melting point than the human body actually do are high in at least two of those omegas, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. They, they uh, to be in fact, it's three and six omegas three. And okay, six. thanks. And uh, those are uh, healthy. Those are responsible for flexibility of uh, our blood vessels, and uh, that's shown to prevent the sort of like uh, coronary diseases. It's amazing because it, it, it's such a paradox. People think red meat, you know, it, it will give you a heart attack. It's carcinogenic or something. And that's simply not, not true really, at all. Especially in light of, uh, <clears throat> you know, lately coming up, uh, all the revelations and the statistics from uh, keto diet that's became extremely popular. So ketogenic diets, uh, are in fact, are those that are very high in, uh, in fats, and right. very low in carbs. Right. So the fat, uh, you know, it proven to, to actually have a very good effect on the coronary system and even reverse the failing hearts. Yeah. Degree. As I've told you in other shows, I've found overseas that uh, sheep's tail just makes me feel an awful lot better. And it kind of cures dry skin out in out in the desert, as odd as that sounds. It really makes a, a nice difference. Um, so it's funny, you know, there's sort of like the uh, red wine paradox of the 1980s, uh, where red wine, they decided, well, it's actually good for your heart. We're starting to see more and more of a red meat paradox where the, you know, the correct fats are actually predominant in that cut. It's kind of interesting. So if I want to pick some of this stuff up, I just swing over to Sam's and... Yeah, uh, some of the deliveries already in. We, in fact, uh, Vashugyu uh, just came in. And, uh, and just to give you an idea, uh, uh, I'd like to sort of to make it clear that it is not... It's not something that's hard to find. Let's put it this way. So uh, essentially, Wagyu is, is widely available. Even the the best uh, varieties uh, out of Japan with a grading of A5, which is the highest available grade. Those are plentiful on, online. Those are, There's a number of uh, online retailers that will ship it to your house. This is what makes uh, sort of like the butcher shop or, 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 or us uh, separates and makes it special. While everybody can buy it, uh, only we can offer it at the price that people can afford it. In other words, uh, I've seen, uh, you know, you, you, you can buy a steak uh, and uh, it'll cost you probably uh, right about $125 for a six or eight ounce uh, good steak of A5 uh, Wagyu. You're talking about, you're not talking about like as a serving at a restaurant. No, you no, mean no. Just exactly. Online. Um, and I'm not talking at, at Sam's, it's going to cost you much less because... How, uh, uh, Stephen, I'm sorry to interrupt you. And I don't mean to sound like an infomercial. It's not. How much less? I just say it sounds too like, hey, how, how do you keep uh, such great prices? But probably 50% less. How is that? I don't well, want to say how is that possible, but really what, you know, if you can divulge it, how do you, how do, you do that? Man? Well, uh, essentially what, what, when you buy as a, just as a customer, what you buy online, it has been already merchandised and you buy a single serving. When we buy as a business, and even with A5 roast, where there's a smaller uh, shops that can boast and feature a Wagyu and put a picture on a menu or something like that, uh, that's normally a one piece, three, maybe up to five pound piece that somebody bought and trying to make a tremendous market on it. So yeah, no, normally, you know, something that would cost $90 a pound, they're trying to sell for double the price. Now, uh, what we do, we buy in, large, in larger quantities than that. In, in fact, with Shugu, we have probably right now about 27 boxes in a stock, and uh, each box is about 70 pounds. Okay. So, wow, that's so, a lot, man. Yeah. So the, the, it just tells you the volume. In fact, we, we dug out those from one of the suppliers that uh, mandated or required to maintain $4 million uh, inventory on any given day. Okay. And within that tremendous, uh, so it's probably more like 10 or $12 million inventory uh, sure. in reality. But uh, those uh, cases were there and uh, we were able to get them and uh, at, at the very affordable price, something that I would like, just like what we do with the prime meats. Right. Uh, another factor that contributes to us being uh, able to offer it much lower price is that uh, the fact that Sam's Meat Warehouse be has been in the same location for 12 years now. Right. And even uh, that moved there from a previous location in Warwick, 
with all the equipment already in place. I, I in fact, built uh, SAMS uh, from the ground up. Uh, and uh, and you mean you veritably built it, like the building in which you're situated yep. now. You built that building. So that kind of knocks prices down. You know, somebody's not paying a huge rent. So, so with that said, uh, the overhead is uh, certainly uh, cannot be compared. So that's what uh, essentially allows us to offer what we do every day. The okay. prices uh, that nobody can beat. I think after a word from Sam's, I'd like to hear a little more. Sam's Meat Warehouse is a butcher with old-time family values. Remember back in the day when people knew their butcher by name and visiting them was a social experience? They would talk to customers about how to cook a piece of meat to perfection. Sam's combines old world methods with modern techniques. Call your favorite butcher, Sam's, at 845-651-MEAT or visit the store right off 17A in Florida, New York for the highest quality products at unbeatable prices. Hi, this is Orange County Executive Steve Newhouse. Join me and my guests every Monday on the Roundtable at 9 a.m. AM 1110 93.5 FM WTBQ. This is attorney Bob Kruhulik of the law firm Beatty and Kruhulik, the lawyer guy. Tune in every Tuesday at 12 noon for the latest legal advice and tips. We're taking calls and giving answers to all your legal questions. That's every Tuesday at 12 noon on radio worth listening to. WTBQ Partly sunny skies with diminishing winds this afternoon, a high of 40 to 45. Tonight, clear skies and rather cold as we head down into the mid-20s. Plenty of sunshine around for tomorrow. The winds will start to increase, though, in the afternoon and get rather gusty with a high in the upper 40s. Then clear, windy, and colder tomorrow night in the teens to low 20s. And sunshine on Monday with a few high clouds later in the day, but cold only in the low to mid-30s. I'm WeatherWorks' Tony Salimo from the WTBQ Weather Center. And we're back with Free Speech with Stephen Keeter. This is Jay Westerveld, the uh, co-host of this show for a long time, kind of the permanent guest. Um, today we're, we're talking about uh, exotic Japanese beef varietals, and that wasn't exactly the plan, but it's interesting. Uh, our sponsor, Sam's Meat Warehouse, happens to have... Uh, a lot of this really, really interesting, um, very difficult to find, incredibly tasty beef available. And so somehow we're just, we happen to be talking about that. Don't mean to sound like an infomercial, but I had some last night and damn, that's something. Steven, uh, can you tell us again, just real quickly for people who are tuning in, what, what this stuff is called again, Wagyu? Wagyu. Wagyu, and uh, we uh, gonna have, we feature a couple of varieties from Australia. Uh, Carrara 640, uh, people can Google it up. Uh, it'll bring up the page, uh, more information that uh, people can find on uh, that particular product. Washugu from America. And uh, once again, it's Washugu, but by Super Prime Beef. Okay. Super what, prime. Now, wa Washugu sounds like a martial art. I mean, uh, it sounds to me like if somebody's practicing Washugu. Well, in fact, uh, Wagyu, uh, uh, you tr if you translate it, wa, it's, it's, it's an old name for Japan, and mm -hmm. Gyu is beef or cattle. Right. So Japanese cattle, that's, that's uh, essentially, this is what translation, uh, exact translation of Wagyu. So Washugu, it's, uh, it's a play on that. Uh, it's a company that run here in the States by an American CEO and a founder, uh, by Japanese, I'm sorry, Japanese CEO and founder, and uh, who follow... Uh, the they got the master breeder and a feeder of Japan, and they're trying to follow the same thing, which, which results in the very same steak that uh, we were comparing some notes to yeah. this morning. And the one uh, it's amazing steak. So you're giving away some of these steaks as prizes, and we have some pretty simple questions if people want to call in uh, and get a free steak. It sounds like. Absolutely. Oh, wow. It's so actually uh, going to be a steak for two or maybe even three, four people because uh, the, the, uh, the, the way they properly eat will tell you how to cook and how to eat uh, Wagyu is uh, not in the consumption. You're never going to see a 32-ounce Wagyu porterhouse or a ribeye, you know, so it's uh, essentially thin and sliced. So that's, an, uh, something, that's a meal to share. And for a chance to win it, please call the studio. The number is 845-651-1110. 
And uh, the we have a couple of questions. I think one of them was, what's the name of the very first uh, the meat market in uh, in the village of Warwick here, right up until the 1980s? Uh, there I think was the a butcher sign is still the 70s, there. Oh, the sign is definitely <laughs> still there. I think uh, we're giving it a little uh, hint away. Uh, I know there's a lot of people from Warwick listening. This is local trivia that we always enjoy. So if you know the answer, please give us a call, 651-1110. Other questions were... The name Angus that we're so accustomed, this is the most popular, uh, you know, breed in, in America. What is the full name for Angus? And why is it called this way? And I think uh, last but not least is, uh, oh, I, I believe we have a caller on the line. Caller, uh, what's your name? Where are you calling from? You don't have to say your last name. Uh, my name's Grant, and I'm calling from Woolwick. Hey, Grant, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Uh, you, you know, can't complain. What, uh, what, which question were you going to answer? Um, I just missed the question. I just, all I heard was the phone number. Oh, there's, uh, okay, so we have a couple. <laughs> I like well, your maybe style. maybe you'll have a chance uh, to win. Here's a, quickly the questions. If you're calling from Warwick, what's the name of the uh, meat store in Warwick? On the a main street. That's not, uh, yeah, it's not there. The sign is still there, but the, the uh, It's no longer there now. No longer operational. Ah. Uh. Or what, where, it, go ahead. Is it, is it, I know, uh, I, I, I went there when I first, because I'm from Australia, I moved over to here about five years ago, and I tried to go there and it was closed down, and then I heard that you guys opened in Florida at Sam's. Oh, 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 uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, we're talking about Spring Street Market, uh, which not on the main street. And it's kind of... Yeah, that's, you know what? That gets a steak. That, that's that's a good 100%. job, Greg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Greg, thank you for calling. Uh, and uh, once again, thank you for mentioning where Spring Street Market is, uh, in fact, uh, was one of a kind at the time when uh, Warwick lost uh, its grocer, uh, which uh, used to be... Um, That'll be the next question, I think. And, okay, uh, Hey, Grant, one thing. Um, I, I was told that with these steaks, they should only be cooked in a pan. So do not put them on the babby. Only in a pan. <laughs> you never get that, right? You got it. I know. <laughs> All right. Have a Rick, good day, guys. Thank you. Thank you Thanks for calling. So Sounds like there's another caller. Okay, that was that was, that was an interesting answer with the uh, Spring Street. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I, and I'd forgotten about that. You know, I wasn't really in the area much when that was here. I'd heard about it. I, I heard it was a really fun, very like um, you know, Lower West Side right. feeling market. Uh, well, I, I'm proud to say that I did have uh, a thing or two to do with it, and <laughs> uh, we were, uh, in fact, the very first market to offer local and organic at the time. Uh, that has been back in 2004. Who, uh, way before it became a mainstream and uh, way uh, before people start eating more consciously. And, uh, you know, uh, I'd like to think we were ahead of our time, even though we did a great business. Uh, and right about when that uh, the economy collapsed. Uh, so let me let me just jump in here with one more potential question, Stephen, uh -huh. for callers who want a chance to win some of this uh, Wagyu steak. What was the name of the grocer? Right in the middle of, of Warwick, right in the village. What was the uh, grocery store called? Uh, now it's a CVS uh, pharmacy, but prior to that, um, what was the name of the grocer? Give a call in here, 845-651-1110 for a chance to get one of these Wagyu steaks to try, or maybe more than one from the sound of it. Um, and so, Stephen, it sounds like after that grocer had disappeared, you happened on the right. Scene? There was uh, there were essentially there was uh, this void and a big uh, kind of demand to to have a grocery downtown uh, in a village. Uh, there wasn't uh, another uh, price chopper wasn't uh, at place yet. There was still uh, uh, Shoprite, which was complained of high prices and stuff like that. So yes. So as a result, to answer that need uh, to have a grocery in a village, the Spring Street Market was built. In it was in two thousand four. We did uh, bring a lot of new products. Uh, the first charcuterie uh, department, the first cheese aisle, uh, and uh, I mind you, uh, Price Chopper didn't have it at the right, time. Right. So we, we about uh, on a weekly basis, we used to have scouts from uh, Price Chopper coming in and uh, <laughs> sizing up and seeing what's new we carry, so they can uh, properly respond. Uh, 
That's yeah. funny. Yeah, yeah, I'm it, sure that happens a lot too. <laughs> it, it, it is in business. It happens a lot, the, all the way down to the dirty tactics when uh, competition can tell that you closed and out of business. Well, it sounds like there's <laughs> another caller. Uh, caller, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Hello? You speak yeah, to yeah. Uh, please just turn your radio down it in the background. Off, yeah. Okay. Uh, what's your name and where are you calling from? Joan from Warwick. Hi, Joan. And I was going to answer the grocery store. Oh, go ahead. Uh, Grand Union. Oh, we have a winner. Correct. Yep, we have a winner. <laughs> nice job, Joan. Okay. Joan, do you remember uh, Spring Street Market? Whose market? Spring Street Market. No, I remember a fish store being there when I first moved here. Deep Sea Fishing. I oh, Deep Sea Warwick. Deep Sea Warwick. Yeah, they were over, yeah. Yeah, right, right. Well, anyway, congratulations on your win. Oh, and thank you, thank so you for much. calling. Can I ask you one question? Absolutely. You're talking about steaks, but do you also have chopped meat, hamburger meat? Of course. Oh, great. We are the champions of those. Those are ground on premises in small batches with the perfect ratio of fat to meat. And those are the base for very famous Frankburgers. Oh, great. The Frankburger is named for Frank Truad here of WTBQ. And honestly, <laughs> yeah, the, the ratio of fat to meat and, and actual cut of meat in it is really amazing. They're pretty great burgers. When you go over there to claim your, your Wagyu, ask for uh, a, a sample of the ground meat, the, uh, the Frankburger. It's really great. Ground meat Frankburger. Frank. Oh, Frank Burger. Okay. All right, John, thank you for calling. Thank you so much. I love your show. I listen thank you. to it every thank you. week. Yeah. <laughs> Bye-bye. Thank you. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, the Frank Burger, that's something else, man. Um, well, that was a kind of, it's not a difficult question, but I'm amazed that people that, uh, you know, uh, I, I would think even uh, people that visited Warwick should be able to answer the store that it still features the sign on the main street. Yeah, that's right. In the form of a pig. Come on. Yeah, Any, that's interesting. <laughs> right there on Main Street. Uh, it's funny that people don't remember the name of the butcher slash meat market that existed on Main Street in Warwick uh, for certainly over 40 years. Absolutely. Uh, and longer, uh, I believe. Speaking about pigs, uh, in, in fact, uh, Sam's Meat just got a delivery of uh, Kurobata. That's another product that came from Japan, uh, but once again was based on European, on the Berkshire uh, mm -hmm. pig. Sure. But uh, Japanese made it famous. Uh, so this is not just breed. It's also a breed that has been the, the pigs that has been uh, bred on a farm. And I don't know if a lot of people know that this, uh, we, in fact, mass produced, uh, uh, as they like to call it, factory uh, farm produced pork that we have in the States right now, uh, much, much, much leaner than uh, what normally uh, you would see on a um, farm-raised counterpart. Right, like when people have a, a pig roast or something around here, they buy something from a farm, and the the actual meat is entirely different than what you can buy in stores. Sadly. That is because in 1990s there was a congressional committee formed that uh, the sole purpose of which was to lean an American hog, and the result of that campaign, uh, I'm sure uh, people remember the slogan "Another white meat." Oh, yeah, yeah, the other white meat. Hey, it sounds like there's yet another caller, Stephen. Hey, caller, uh, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Yeah, hi, this is uh, Mike from Warwick. Hey, Mike. How you doing, Mike? So, uh, what, uh, which question were you going to answer, Mike? I was going to ask about, I was going to answer the question about the old uh, butcher shop that was on Main Street. Okay. What's the I name of it? I believe it was Rainers. I remember the size. You have a winner. Very nice, Mike. Very nice. You've just won. Well, well done. Steps. There's not was the sign. There still is the sign. It is Rainers, and uh, I believe it's uh, right over what it is a real estate office right now. Yeah, I think Barbara White's out yep. there for sure. Oh, nice job, Mike. Wonderful. Congratulations. Awesome. Congratulations on the win. So we're looking forward to see you at Sam's Meet to claim your prize. And uh, thanks for knowing uh, your local history. All right, thank you. Take care. Take Bye -bye. care, Mike. Oh, that was good. I'm glad someone got that. All right, so uh, so we still have uh, an Angus question, which oh, yeah. I thought uh, wouldn't be that difficult at all. No, it you know it's 
Well, it, well, we have funny. a little bit of funny trivia. Now, I think we were uh, talking uh, pork. So how about this? And uh, still we have about a couple of minutes and a chance to win. So here's a couple of more questions in, in a mix. How do you call a group of pigs? Mixed, uh, you know, uh, male, females, because... They Are you asking people to call it and say, Suri, <laughs> start pig calling? All right. So uh, how do you call... Well, uh, obviously, the baby pigs are piglets. Mm -hmm. The young pigs are litter. And the group of pigs, there's a name for it. There's actually two names for it or a few names for it. Uh, and uh, there's a name for female pig. And there's a name for the group of hogs. So if you have any uh, idea uh, how those are called, once again, group of hogs, female pig, or group of pigs altogether. If you know the answer to those questions, if you know the answer to Angus' uh, question, which is uh, what is the full proper name of the breed and where it is originated from, and that will explain why it's named just like it is named. Interesting, interesting. You know, I've I've hunted wild boar um, on three continents and uh, two, two South Pacific islands. Believe it or not, we always just called a group of wild boar a pack because they are so scary. And and honestly, they'll they'll attack you, and they are very scary. Absolutely, we call them a pack, but I don't think uh, domestic hogs are ever called that. I've never heard it. Um, well, th those are interesting questions. All right, so the number to the studio is 651-1110, and after the break, we uh, hopefully will have a winner. Sam's Mead Warehouse has been supplying restaurants and shops with the highest quality local and sustainably sourced prime and choice wholesale meat, steaks, poultry, seafood, and much more for over 20 years. Whether you're a small family butcher shop or a busy steakhouse, expect A1 service and the finest products available. Call Sam's at 845-651-MEAT or visit the store right off Route 17A in Florida, New York for the highest quality products at unbeatable prices. This is Rocket Richie, the play-by-play -play guy. And this is Ryan Gosker, color commentator, reminding you the only place you can listen live to Warwick Wildcats football is right here on WTBQ. Brought to you in part by the computer guy, Warwick and Goshen. If you missed the Frank Truett Show, here's what you missed. 1947, Phil Collins. There we go. He actually divorced one of the wives he was married to with a fax. Well, that tells you how long ago he did that, right? Because <laughs> exactly. nowadays it would be a text. <laughs> Who uses faxes anyway? Yeah. The Frank Truat Show, weekday mornings till 9 on WTBQ. WGHT Pompton Lakes, your community radio station since 1969. WTBQ. And we're back with the Free Speech Show. This is Jay Westerveld, sort of semi-permanent guest on uh, Stephen Keeter's show. And we're talking about meat today uh, because of this really cool delivery of... Uh, very, very exotic meat, uh, Wagyu, that uh, Sam's Meat Warehouse has. And, you know, I have a question, Stephen, and th this has always been gnawing at me. So, um, you know, overseas at uh, my apartment, down on the ground floor, there's a, a butcher shop. There's, you know, one everywhere in mm -hmm. that city. And I go there, I, you know, I essentially live on horse meat uh, for the most part when I'm anywhere but in the States. And I, I love the horse meat we eat over in Central Asia. And I go down into the butcher shop and there's always two girls working there. They're really cool. You can look and see how fresh the meat is or isn't. And typically it's really, really fresh there, just like at the bottom of every building there. I never see kitchens or anything there where they can cook it for you. What's the story with that? Like sometimes I've been to butchers in the city where they have a little kitchen and all. I think, oh, how, you know, how nice. Maybe they'll cook it for you to go. Why don't you have that at Sam's? Well, uh, we, we certainly have cap capabilities. Uh, I have no desire. And frankly, if you see a kitchen in a butcher shop, and it, in a really true butcher shop, that's a bad sign, brother. It's, Why? Uh, walk away, turn around, look for a, <laughs> look for a fresh steak. <laughs> because essentially what, what, what that does, uh, is there's uh, always uh, little tricks uh, in the industry, so to speak. So when you're having that, uh, whatever it is prepared as a lunch special, 
That's uh, last week's uh, sale special. Oh, like I'm always told, like if you go to ShopRite and you see the cooked lobster already wrapped up, that's actually the one that died in the tank, so they uh, boiled maybe it. Maybe it wasn't like just the, the dead and smelling, but uh, certainly you, you don't uh, catch the, the most feisty one. And, uh, <laughs> then, right. So, good point. Uh, it's, uh, it's also a indic- uh, pretty good indication of uh, stock is not moving uh, fast enough. So, and that usually happens when the prices are high. Interesting. So when, if you see a butcher shop that also has specials where they cook it for you, it's probably a good place to avoid. That, that's a pretty good indication that uh, check the prices. Those most likely high because uh, once the product doesn't move, uh, some people try to invent uh, second and sometimes third life for it. Gotcha. So uh, the, the prices and uh, generally, if you compare with the last week's specials, what they had, that's normally what appears on the lunch menu. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to watch for that now. Um, thankfully, I don't uh, patronize so any of those So what we do, this is why I think the price point is so important, offering at much uh, the better product at uh, the great value and lesser price allows for the inventory to go out much faster. You always get fresh stuff. And there's no need to really uh, put anything in a pot unless you take it home. And it, at Sam's Meat Warehouse, it's actual USDA Prime like we used to be able to get when I was a little kid. Uh, and I don't see that in supermarkets ever they in don't the region. Sell it. That, that is the type or category of meat that is uh, normally reserved for the most expensive steakhouses. Of course. Uh, this is, uh, yeah, Smith & Walensky, Peter Luger. Uh, McCormick and Schmick, this is the type of restaurant that would feature uh, USDA prime meats. And this is uh, some of those, uh, our, in fact, our customers that we supply with. And uh, during the COVID, uh, I noticed that there's more tendency. People honed up on their culinary skills, and it seems like everybody can uh, reproduce the same steakhouse uh, experience, especially uh, Sam's uh, features not only USDA prime meats that you can have, but also from our partners, we have uh, Peter Luger steak sauce and Peter Luger uh, spinach, cream oh, yeah. spinach. That's the very, it comes from the very same kitchen. So taking a steak and cooking it at home, you know, will allow you to, you paying pennies on a dollar, you're having the right. very same experience, <laughs> you know, and you know where every condiment in the kitchen is. Yeah, I have a child who's addicted to uh, Sam's Meat Warehouse filet mignon. So yeah, I, I hear you. It's, it's, there's a big difference. So do other butchers in the region uh, feature USDA Prime, like right here in Warwick, Florida, for instance? Uh, it's hard for me to, to say. Uh, obviously, there is a, uh, it's, it's uh, accessible. It's available on the market. It, uh, it depends which price uh, you feature. We often have uh, customers walking in uh, asking the price and uh, complaining or saying that they have seen it for double or triple. Um, so it, it's very important. Yeah. Uh, also, the one way you can know what you're buying is, in fact, every meat, every primal comes in a cryovac packaging. Yep. Ever since uh, mad cow disease, no longer butcher shop uh, are allowed to have a carcass, hanging carcass on, on premises. So only uh, we, we, we do small uh, animals like uh, goats, lamb, and, and pigs. On premises, but uh, bovine, uh, right. in fact, beef has to be uh, quartered, has to be primal cut. So every primal cut, anything from uh, ribeyes to hoofs and tails, everything should have a marking and inspected by USDA inspector. And that USDA prime grade is assigned and only can be assigned by an, by an inspector. So if you pay, and especially if you pay a top dollar for it, Go out of your way. Just ask uh, to butcher. We do it all the time. We are proud to advertise our prices. It's always out on a f- our Facebook at Sam's Meat Warehouse, Florida, New York, or Sam's Meat Warehouse on the, on a Facebook. And we're also uh, proud to advertise the quality of our beef, which is all you. Ninety percent of the stock is USDA Prime, and it has marking and it has uh, inspection seals and. Ninety percent of the beef there is USDA Prime. Pretty That's much. Yeah. Pretty impressive. Steven, honestly, I mean, if you said 55%, I'd kind of be blown No, we, away. we try to That's actually, we, uh, you have to bring other uh, cuts just for, because there's uh, all this we're trying to, uh, for every budget, even mm-hmm. though it is the lowest price. Sometimes, you know, people messaging on a Facebook and asking, do you really carry this quality beef because we're showing the pictures of it at your store? And I said, yes. And do you really uh, offer the best prices? And I say, yeah, yeah, because in fact, if you compare apples to apples, I don't know any other retailer in Hudson Valley or outside that would offer 
USDA prime meats at the cost that Sam's Meat Warehouse does. Yeah, no, I've, I've actually shopped around just to see. I mean, obviously, I know you, I trust you, I believe you, but I also always check everything. As Taylor says, you know, I check three sources. And no, that's a fact. It's kind of strange. And I, you know, I know that um, not too far from your place, I've, I've seen, uh, you know, other butchers and um, I haven't seen any evidence of USDA prime at those places, at, at least at prices even near the prices that you offer. So it's, it's pretty interesting. You know, I feel badly sounding like an infomercial, but we're talking about beef today because of the Wagyu beef you have. So it's kind of, it's uh, here's hard a, to avoid. Uh, and that's uh, exactly uh, everything that, uh, including A5 steaks from Kagoshima, straight out of Japan, that uh, product has in fact had to be uh, packaged on the other side by approved uh, facility has to be chilled to minus 30 degrees Fahrenheit really? on a day of packing, on the very same day. So it uh, actually uh, flesh frozen and is uh, to prevent any aging. So you're getting it fresh as a daisy, so to speak. Sure. Um, you know, anybody who is going to try you to sell the fresh uh, Wagyu steaks or bone-in Wagyu steaks like a bone-in ribeye or a porterhouse, walk away. Uh, you know, Why is that? It, it, it just never comes like that. Never, ever. Oh, you mean Wagyu steak never comes with the bone Correct. included? Correct. That's it's, what bone it's always means? boneless cuts. Always boneless cuts. Interesting. It, I've actually seen it sold. It's not allowed on sale uh, right, uh, with the bone in. Interesting. I didn't know that either. Yeah. It, they have a certain number of rules. It's actually, it's a very interesting program. We can talk forever about it. I think it's better to try once, and there's no better chance to try it as, as upcoming sale in Sam's Meat Warehouse, because at nine ninety nine. That is unheard of, by the way. That is. Wait, you mean like when you say nine ninety nine? Are you saying ten dollars a pound? Right, ten dollars a pound. We're starting with, with things like uh, Wagyu grind, which going to be uh, essentially the the trimmings uh, of the steaks gotcha. and uh, Wagyu grind. Then uh, ten ninety nine is going to be Wagyu burgers, and that's exactly the same from the grind. It's a bona fide Wagyu. Uh, in fact, any type of Wagyu, if you pay more than, let's say, ninety nine dollars a pound including Japanese, A5 grade, you're getting ripped. Let me, I just have to jump way back. You said you, you have Wagyu, like Wagyu burger meat, ground meat? We will. We will. Uh, comes this, I believe, Tuesday, Wednesday, the delivery. It's already on delivery. It's all been signed off. It's, uh, it's all done. It's coming. I want to try that. Yeah. I'm serious. That <laughs> sounds outrageous because the steak I had last night was, it's I was all, ready to be shocked, but it was really amazing. It's all it's in like a burger. fat. The fat tastes different. It's, it's, uh, I can't really describe it. It's more luscious, so to speak. Yeah, more, yeah, sure. more, even the hands, when you're handling, when I'm handling uh, the meat, I can cut uh, all day long and uh, your, your, uh, tense, your gloves tends to be more bloody than oily. Right. With Wagyu, it's absolutely opposite. It's covered like in a film. It's so oily because the melting point uh, is much lower than even human uh, temperature. You had told me that, and I did that experiment. You said, Jay, just press the uh, steak with your finger for five seconds and then look at your finger. I didn't. Sure enough, my finger just looked like it had mineral oil on it. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. was really weird. So that's an indicator, again, that it's not like tallow, like hard, uh, saturated fat, which can be bad for your heart. This is, in yep. fact, the diametric opposite. In fact, uh, there's so many, uh, and this is why I think the program, uh, I hope uh, people learn something new every day. There's so many different fats in the body of the animal. There's uh, the surface, the bark, right. that uh, like bark. a tallow, that's exactly yep. uh, tallow. And uh, there's a cow fat, which is known as a lace fat and they used in a lot of uh, delicacies preparation and terrines and stuff like that you know I it didn't looks know exactly that. like a lace okay and there's also um, sweat that uh, used in soap making and we have a local yes. lady that makes soap but sweat is also great in baking interesting because it is now that's an opposite of wagyu fat that has much higher melting temperature of course way 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 higher than for even soap bark. making yeah and uh, so back in the days it's uh, a lot of Old baking recipes calls for sweat because when you grate it, you mix with the dough, the dough sets at certain temperature, the uh, sweat creates a little pocket before right. it even melts. Right. So the dough actually bakes faster than the fat melts. Oh, that's radical. And, and it makes, makes for sense. a very airy, you know, whatever it is, muffins and... Yeah, uh, yeah, you know. sure. Like so in, you'd see in French cooking a lot what, what butter does yeah. uh, to a degree. And it doesn't smell like, like tallow. Unlike tallow, it doesn't have the animal smell or it doesn't smell like fat at all. 
Interesting. And by the way, that was uh, to me very interesting about the fat from the Wagyu. Um, when I accidentally burned uh, the stuff that was in the pan last night, it didn't smell like uh, burning beef or burning fat at all. It's uh, much cleaner. It, yeah, it's, that was really strange. Yeah. Uh, the whole experience, you know, especially me with my big uh, snafu accidentally burning the oil afterward, the oil only from the meat. Um, no, I learned a lot, but the flavor was outrageous. It really yeah. was. So I think it's very important, uh, and this is what we're trying to do, and we've been doing this successfully for over a decade. We're trying to introduce people to uh, Prime, mm -hmm. uh, which normally not only be uh, unaffordable, but it's also hard to find because you have right. to remember there's only 2 to 5%. Now it's uh, the percentage of the Prime slowly increasing. It's probably at about 5%. It used to be only 2% of domestic cattle that would reach that grade. Jeez. So essentially, if I walk into a butcher shop anywhere in the Hudson Valley and they offer any cooked meats, I should run out and uh, make my uh, way over to Sam's. It, it's either, uh, this is where you draw the line. It's either deli uh, that serves you and, and or uh, it, it's a butcher shop. You, you're gonna see, always see a better prices when there's no kitchen and you're always gonna see fresher meats. Interesting. Very, very cool. Yeah, I learned a lot today, Stephen. Thanks, man. That was very so, interesting. Uh, do we have uh, uh, no? I think we have a lot of unclaimed uh, prices, and we uh, sort of uh, maybe we'll roll it until the next program. Sounds Thank you, good. everybody, for listening, and I hope you'll check out those specials from our sponsor.